1: Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is May 10, 2021. The time is about 3.30 uh, p.m. Reddy and NBC does conduct Zoom conference calls every single day. For those people who are in the conference, if you want to ask any questions, please press, uh, please raise your hand. You'll be announced with your name to ask the question. Sunil?
2: Uh, hi, Rahul, this is Sunil Singhal. Uh, yes, I, Sunil? I, uh, hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, so I, uh, I am on L1A and my L1A is expiring on 16th of June.
1: Uh, last L1... week I got- It's L1A not B's, right?
2: Yeah, L1A. Okay,
1: keep
2: going. I'm following. Uh, so it's expiring on 16th June. Last mm-hmm. week I got my PERM approved and I am mm-hmm. filing filing for I-140 under premium this week. And uh, I'm hoping that if I get it by end of the month, uh, I can I apply for change of status? Uh, from my current uh, visa to H-1B because I'm under H-1B cap exempt.
1: So in June, which date is your H-1B expiring, you said?
2: Uh, 16 June, L1A, yeah, sorry. Hmm.
1: 16 June. Um, If you're cap exempt, if you have your I-140 approved, though,
2: yes, you can apply for the H-1B, no doubt in it. So without any consular appointment, because uh, U.S. Con- India. You don't consulate-
3: need any. You don't need any
1: consular appointment if you get the if you get the I-140 approval before your L-1 expires. You don't mm-hmm. have to go to consulate. Absolutely not required.
2: Okay, great. And can I uh, apply for? Um, let's say it gets delayed. Can I apply for? Can I apply for B-2 meanwhile? If 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 my approval you doesn't can- come on H-1B. Mm-hmm.
1: You can, you can, you can. However, there's one slight problem with it though, okay? You never know if you are going to get the, you never know whether you are going to get the, um, the B2 um, from L1 to B2 you can apply
3: mm-hmm.
1: while the B2 is spending, you can apply for the H1P. But will they give the constant processing Or will they give the change of status, though? We normally request the USCIS to give the change of status approved, though. But not all the time they give it. When in this particular situation, though, definitely if you file the H-1B before the I-94 expires, I have no doubt you're going to get the I-94. But if the B-2 is there, sometimes they give it, sometimes they don't. And we can't control when they give it when they don't give it
2: okay. So, if they if my approval doesn't come after um, till 16 June, can I uh, what should I do? Basically, should I leave the country? Should I come? No,
1: no, no. I would do B2 application, I would try my chance. I will do the B2 application. I will not leave right now because of the pandemic. For all situations, I will not leave, I will apply for the B2. Next person, please.
3: And
2: uh, last question if, if I have to go to consulate appointment, can I go to Canada instead of going to India?
1: If they give an appointment, you can. They are not normally giving an appointment for third country nationals right now.
2: Okay, thank you so much.
1: We will limit two questions for a person, please. There are too many people. Next person, please.
2: Abba?
4: Um, hi, uh, my husband is on H1 visa and he is in India since December, 2020. Mm-hmm. Since then, mm-hmm. uh, it's May and it's almost five and a half month. He is in India. Uh, mm-hmm. That makes it already five months. So. And he doesn't have any plan to come back this year. So now my question is, how long legally he can stay out of the country and remain his H1 as an active?
1: Which legal status you are in this country, though? H4. And he is an Indian national, though. Okay. If he's an Indian national, how long can he stay in India? There's no limitation for it.
4: No, he can stay in India for a long time, but will, uh, I mean, his h one will be active? His he's working H1 for is the company here. So, yeah, he is okay. working maybe for- i not-
1: mm-hmm. I got the point. I know what you're telling though. This is a very common issue that pops up though. Um, he's not on H1B when he's in India though, okay? If he has gone visiting, you can stay in this country though. But if he's staying there for one year, you're staying here, I mean, that's the only word that I see. Because you're staying here is a problem, not he's staying there. He's an Indian national, he can stay there. Can he work for a company in the United States? He's an Indian national, we call it as a rule of the butt. If his butt is sitting in India, but his Indian law is allowing him to work, he can work, no problem with it. Now his H1B will become active when he comes into the country though. So now main question is that at the time when he's entering into the country, there may be some questions with regards to, hey buddy, you're out of the country for more than one year. Do you still have a job? He can provide the evidence that he still have a job. He can still enter. It's not a problem. My problem is with you. How are you staying in the country for that long period of time? That may be questioned when he's entering into United States. And if he says his wife is here, they may have a problem.
4: Okay, so like um, for last five months, he's working for his company and even he has planned to work all over the year. So he will be on that active doesn't... H1. That doesn't
1: matter. No, ma'am. I mean matter. Ma'am, he is not an active H1B. He's Indian national working in India. Active H1 no. H1B means, no, his butt should be here in United States for his to be active. His... There is no H1B visa in India. I'm an Indian lawyer too. Okay. there's no h1b in india the h1b is only when you enter into united states he's an indian national he's working there there's no permit he doesn't require any h1b
4: so as per you doesn't matter whether he's working for american company i mean that doesn't make an i mean make any difference for no, his legal status it doesn't
1: matter he can work in australian company he can work in england company you go to Pune, hinge there are so many companies Tata Consultancy Services, Cognizant Services, 30, 40,000 people, they're all working for all different countries though. They don't need any work permit.
4: Okay, so how it will impact me? I'm on H4 and I, I visited him. Then I came back in February, I'm pregnant and uh, I'm, I don't have any apply, plans
1: to come. You should mm-hmm. apply for a B2 visa here in United States.
4: Okay, and how long I can stay on H four? I mean, if I'm applying for B one,
1: there is H2. if he's staying there, if he's visiting India, you can stay here at h four. If he's staying in India the way he is doing it, your H four is not valid. You are considered to be out of status. I would normally say three months is a time. Anything more than that requires extraordinary circumstances. But this guy is going for one year period. It's a wrong. And also there's a problem in the taxation though. India can come and tell your husband, pay me my taxes. And you may ask the question, why should I pay you the taxes? Well, because your your husband is working in India, he's supposed to pay Indian income tax returns. And this is becoming a major problem with the with the with the COVID situation right now. People are working at different locations. They're not noticing that you need to pay taxes where you sit at. He, I don't care whether he paid the US taxes or not. He cannot, he doesn't have to pay US taxes. The Indian government can be hit with him. Now the US government has already taken the money. The Indian government takes the money. Nothing will be left over for you. 40% here, 40% there, 20% will be left over. So be careful on these things. He needs to consult a tax, tax CPA immediately. And you need to apply for a B2 visa if you want to stay here for a long period of time or any other alternative visas that you may be eligible. Next person, please.
5: Ganesh.
6: Hi, sir. Thank you, sir. I have one question. My farm, i party is approved with the uh, employer A and I changed my employer B to B and uh, he just started, He just started PWD and it will take uh, eighteen to 24 months. But my employer agreed to help on I-485. And your previous employer. Emplor- yes. Your previous
1: employer. Nice that that's a nice guy. Nice guy. Please, please promote that guy with all the other people. Okay. Your your colleagues and everybody else. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. And will there be any issue till I get my
6: GC without working with him? Um <laughs> Are you going to
1: downgrade the application? Are you going to file a straight no, no. application? No,
6: My priority date is December twenty twelve. Uh, I do not want. Maybe it will take. It will. It will become current. I guess. Next I'm not expecting a few expecting
1: minutes, months. I'm not expecting no. any problem. Okay. I'm not expecting. If you want, if you want us, though, contact us. Uh, we are willing to pre-prepare the application, make everything ready, mail it in October first. Actually, September thirtieth, if you want to. We're offering that service. We're only charging $400 for the main applicant, $200 for the dependent. We'll make the entire application ready. That's not the full fees, though. The full fees we charge in October, of course, including the... I mean, I'm not going to announce the fees. But we offer we make everything because what happened in October last time was uh, September. A lot of lawyers, a lot of people were busy at that time. So what we wanted is that we want to complete the entire thing in July. If there is any slight modifications, we make it. Make the FedEx ready. Mm-hmm. Boom on a, a September 30th, we're going to mail application. If you Should want, to I sent an email to Prabhu. Yeah, I sent an email
6: to Prabhu, uh, Prabhu, one lady, and uh, she told me to contact you, uh, to speak with you. Sounds good.
1: And one more, yeah. co-
6: one more question. My employee, I'll leave, email, uh, I, will like, leave uh,
1: I will leave, uh, I will leave my uh, email address there in the chat info at in Law group if you want to. But go ahead.
6: Sure. Sure, And my employer, Chigna, like uh, he lost my I-797, just I have only I-797C copy that has the EAC number and everything. Oh, that's uh, fine.
1: That's fine. Okay. In, the, in the meantime, I want you to file something called FOIA USCIS. If you contact me at the info at rnloggroup.com, I will give you the details, Fee details. We'll also give you the details where to go, what to get that information so that I have, your lawyer will have all the information already readily available. It takes only 15 days, takes 10 minutes for you. It's free, it's online. Okay. okay? Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you next, so much. Next person. Sushma? Um, um Gayathri, put info at RN Law Group in the chat. Krishna, go ahead. Sure. Sushma? Hi, yes. Uh, hi, Rahul. Thanks yes, for ma'am. taking my
7: call. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah. Uh, I have two uh, quick questions. Uh, I had applied for uh, H4 EAD and uh, H4 uh, extension uh, eight months back, like uh, uh, August, 2020. Uh, and it's separate applications. One is in Vermont and one is why, in- Ghana.
1: Why? Why did you file for a separate application?
7: <laughs> At that time, uh, I didn't know. Actually, it would impact like that. Actually, uh, the I don't okay. know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. So now, uh, the my H four EAD they sent me RFE to provide me the uh, I uh, approved I I five three nine approval. Obviously, I don't have that one because it is uh, still in uh, pending processing. I gave my a biometric. So, um, what what should I uh, answer to them if I don't get it before the deadline? Uh, uh, you have you know,
1: because because of the pandemic, you have a sixty days extra deadline. though. Okay. So uh, after the deadline is over, you still have 60 days.
7: Yeah, uh, they have okay. mentioned, uh, we, uh, they have given me maximum uh, amount. So maximum time to replay that uh, uh, RFE. So there, there is no extension will be uh, there for-, for No, for there is time. an
1: automatic uh, extension. You can go and search in the USCS website. There is an automatic extension of 60 days for all the people because of the pandemic people are not functional that much they give 60 days deadline to all the people okay. any rfps that we have been received until june 30th of 2021 have an automatic extension of 60 days so you still have a 60 days extension most probably it will be approved by that time
7: okay and then you so respond not- to them
1: by saying you respond to them with the h4 approval
7: one more uh, question. Like, meanwhile, my husband is trying to uh, take up new job. So, if he if he uh, apply for a new H one transfer,
1: what's his priority date? Two thousand sixteen. Can you tell him not to?
7: Yeah, I have been following you and we are in the same discussion. But in case, if he take up the job and take the H1 transfer, if the, I apply H4 and H4 EID again with him, is there a chance to uh, get the approval altogether like earlier because uh, biometric is the,
1: not? E, 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 even uh, one is the next one does will not have biometric because uh, May 17th um, onwards, there are no biometrics. You can thank part of it because we are one of the lawyers for that um, litigation. Um, but um, there's a good chance, even if you moves though, there is 90% chance your previous H4 will still be approved. 95% or 99%. There's a very slight percentage of chance it will be denied. There's a very good chance the previous H4 and EAD will be approved, even though your husband moves out of the company.
7: So uh, uh, the new lawyer, the new lawyer who is going to apply for H1 transfer, he was suggesting that let's apply for one more one more H4 and one more EAD. Absolutely. Just take the I
1: completely, completely agree with this lawyer. He's a very, very nice lawyer.
7: Yeah. So in that case, uh, is it going to, uh, is there a chance to get it in a bundle like earlier used to do in a premium uh, all at together? Uh, you know
1: what? Yeah, there's a chance for it. There's a chance for it. But one problem I have is, they may always refer to your previous H4 approval is not approved. There is a chance for it. There's a chance for they may approve as a bundle. H4, H4, and H4 EAD. Go ahead and apply in the premium process with a new company. But yeah. my sincere advice, go ahead and do it, but don't move, ma'am, at this point of time. Don't, don't. Move. I know. We next are person.
7: That's a dilemma. Next,
1: like. next, next person, please.
7: Rajesh. Thanks.
1: Hi, Rajesh. Thanks for
8: taking my question. So... Yes. Uh, me and my wife came to India on fourth. We had a pending EAD and AP application. My uh, EAD and AP both was approved, both uh, were approved on fifth, uh, the one day after I came. And my oh, wife, my wife's were uh, approved like eleventh. And my current visa expires in June, June seventeenth. Okay. And my attorney. telling my company's paralegal, since it is, a. I mean, I I can use the AP because it's an uh, USCIS error. And I have heard you saying many times that I will not be able to use it since I have left the country before its approval. What did your lawyer say? You cannot use it? Is is that what you said? He said, I can use it to enter back into the country.
1: I'm not going to say he's wrong. I'm right in this. I'm not going to say that. Mm -hmm. But if you look into the memorandum of what the USCIS and CBP has issued, when Trump administration was there, they clearly said that if you have an advance parole pending, if you left the country while the advance parole is pending, it is considered to be abundant Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, have I seen people whose advanced parole has been approved after they left? If they came into the United States, have I seen everybody's of their entry denied? No, I have not seen it. Have I seen some people's entry denied? Yes, I have seen some people's entry denied. What is the percentage of chance that the people whose entry was be denied i would say it's about 10% of the time
8: okay uh, so, so now uh,
1: in your case is that i'm i'm not telling he's wrong i'm mm-hmm. telling i'm right i'm not telling he's wrong okay so
8: in this case uh, when my attorney advises me to use it would
1: that be considered as a
8: legal advice from his side
1: Let me tell you one thing in United States, no matter who tells you what, the law is what the law is. Even if the president of America tells you, go to the Capitol Hill, you go, you will be prosecuted. You'll be put to death. And yes, I am right. Some of the people are going to be put to death for following the president order. It doesn't matter if I say, it doesn't matter if that lawyer says, This is the law, that is the way. Not knowing a law is not an excuse. Oh, lawyer said it? No, not an excuse. My lawyer told me to kill a person. I killed it. Is it legal? No, that's not legal. (laughs) So it doesn't matter who says it. The law is what it is. It is going to be your judgment call to use whether that lawyers, me or somebody else. That's up to you. You can't claim, oh, Rahul already told me to kill. This particular person I killed. No, doesn't matter. That doesn't become a law because I say it, because he says it, because even if the president says it, it doesn't become a law. That's a perfect example. They're going to put to death for some people who followed literally what the president said. Okay. So it so is your judgment call. If if I if I get uh, denied an entry into
8: the US with that advanced parole and without an underlying uh, H1,
1: Would my green card be abandoned, considered abandoned? That's one thing is that it's not there are two dangers you're doing. One is that you may be denied entry. Okay. Assuming even if you are not denied the entry, is there a chance that the entire 485 application might be thrown away because your entry was wrong? There's a chance for it. Okay. Okay. If you look into if you look into the literal leading of it and why you want to take All these risks, I don't understand it. But anyway, Uh, you know, because
8: of the travel ban.
1: uh, Well, no, you can go to Maldives and come here. Yes, there's no travel ban. Yeah, there's no travel ban. Not not for you. You have a visa until June 10th. You're just trying to make an excuse to make immigration lawyers rich. And I have no excuse to make Ferrari. I will buy one. Okay, thank you. Okay. Next person. Uh, I have one more question on Rahul. So
8: what is my you current status uh, when I enter into United States and after my H1
1: expiry? After H1 expiry, it's adjustment of status. Okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Lavanya. After saying all this thing, he still wants to enter the advanced level. Oh my goodness. I got to make my Ferrari ready. Next person. Lavanya. I think so, you're in mute, Lavanya.
4: Hi, Rahul. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you clearly now.
4: Yeah. thank you. Uh, thanks for taking my call, uh, actually. So, I, I have a quick question about uh, I 94 for my F2 visa holder. Uh, he's a minor, he's my child. So, mm-hmm. um, his passport was renewed uh, in 2019, uh, mm-hmm. but we haven't updated anything. Uh, like uh, I-94 update, we haven't done anything. I was not sure of it. And uh, this year my H1 got picked, uh, so for 2022. And I give all the details, uh, like uh, the old passport and new passport. Am I good here or do I have to do anything uh, rather than this?
1: I'm assuming that the F2 I-94 is expiring duration of status. Does it say DOS, or duration of status?
4: Uh, yes, correct. d S. yes.
1: Okay, you're good. Um, no, ma'am, you are perfectly all right. No problem. Since your son's passport has been updated, you are under no obligation to update the I-94. And when you send the F1, uh, F2 to H4, you send the old passport, you send the new passport. Your child is in good hands. Everything is going properly. No problem for you. Next person, please.
4: Veera.
3: Hi, uh, this is Veera. Uh, th- thanks, uh, thanks, Vanket, uh, Rahul, right? Uh, sure. uh, I think for all the community. Uh, my sure. question sure. is, uh, I, I have, my priority is uh, June uh, 2019. Uh, I recently moved, I mean, uh, a year back uh, to the new Employer B. So basically, mm-hmm. I'm just right. thinking whether, because based on what I've been following you, uh, October 2019, which month? Uh, 2019 June is my priority date, uh, uh, EB2. Okay. Uh, I am, I'm with the employer B currently. So is this I know, bad? you told me that. Uh, uh, so is it good to move back uh, with the current situation? What do you suggest?
1: I would not suggest you anything. I will tell you what I would do right now. Uh, it's 2009 June It may not become current. it may become current. It's a very tough choice. I would open up the discussion with my old employer, be in touch with him, be nice with him. I'll send him a blue label whiskey to him. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: okay And I will send him that he has been very nice to me and all those things. I want him to be there for me in September, If the need
3: requires.
1: Okay. Okay. I have one question. Yeah. Okay. So it depends on more of whether or not your old company is cooperative or not. Um, Would I move? Because you are saying it's June, 2019. I may or may not. It's a very hard choice though. Um, But I would send the blue label right now to my old employer.
3: Okay, so, do, so, so how would I know that my employer, uh, previous employer is uh, like, you know. Uh, uh,
1: withdrew the I-140 I- I- or not.
3: Withdrew I- I-140 or anything.
1: It doesn't matter whether you withdrew it or not. Even if he withdraws it, you can still use the I-140, file another I-140 with the old employer using the same perm labor certification. Okay.
3: okay.
1: Only your old employer can do it. No other employer can do it.
3: Okay, but the new employer ready to file in, uh, uh, I mean... Um, I would do
1: that too. I would do that too if I were you. I would definitely go with the new employer to file the POM application. But I will still okay. send the blue label to my old employer.
3: Okay, that helps. So I get, thank And, you
1: and then I, I also want you to do one thing. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that you stayed with the employer for more than 180 days after the I-140 has been approved. Okay? Yes. And right. I want you to go to Freedom of Information USCIS, FOIA USCIS. File that, get an I-140 petition. Your old employer won't even know that you are doing it and it doesn't harm him anyway. It, you will, it will get a clear idea of what's going on. It will not harm under any conditions. Do file it right now. It takes only 10 minutes for you to file. It takes three weeks to get it and it's online. FOIA USCIS.
3: Yeah. I did it already. I've based on your uh, previous. Smart, smart, smart.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. Thank you. Now the
1: much. only thing is that send the blue label to your old employer.
3: Yeah, Next
5: question <laughs> Thank you. Tanvi? Hi, Rahul. Um, so I'll yes, be man. quick. Uh, my question is, so my company, they filed two H1B petitions for me last year when my first H1B was to be filed. And um, when they realized they withdrew one of them, uh, the one that they withdrew, it already had RFE on it. And then the second one they put on premium processing, which got approved within a few days. So mm-hmm. one with RFE was withdrawn, and the other one what got approved, and it was all working fine. But in December last year, USCIS reached out to my company once again and they were like, You filed two petitions. We have an intent to revoke uh the H1B. And then they gave the justification, um, sent the response. I got everything. the problem.
1: I got, I got the point of the revocation. So the question is, was it revoked?
5: It has been, yes. A few um, days back.
1: You And and you were in H4 or F1 before?
5: Before that I was on F1.
1: Do you know, oh, golly, you're kicked out of the civil system right now.
5: Could you say that again?
1: You got kicked out of the civil system. Oh, like
5: what so you, you
1: got kicked... You know what a service system is? Service system. Oh, the service that
5: I had, yes.
1: Yeah, you got kicked yes. out of it.
5: Yes, right. My OPT and my STEM extension is no more valid so, at
1: all. Yes, yeah, so what is your question now? Um.
5: What are my options? Do I now look for another, since I would be, would I be cap exempt now? Because my H-1B no. did get picked up last no. year. Like,
1: you're not cap exempt because your H-1B has been revoked for <laughs> improper things though. It's not revoked for withdrawing. It was revoked because of improper things. It was not technically filed properly. So you are not exempt from the H-1B numbers though. Technically speaking of right now, you are not in legal status in United States because you uh, got kicked out of the civil system. So in in Hyderabadi language, we call it as neither garka nor gatka. Because mm-hmm. neither you are in the civil system nor you are in the H1B right now. So
5: um, one thing is the one that had been withdrawn last year with RFE USCI has reopened that case. Does that change anything?
1: No, they reopened it for a different purposes. They reopened it only to revoke this other H1B though. You see my point? they, so, so they, they reopened
5: it both of them.
1: That's already gone. They reopened it only to revoke this one. They have to revoke it. They have to reopen it to revoke this H1B though. So you are out of status right now. Uh, uh, Do you have a H4 options or you don't?
5: I might, yes, I will, I I have.
1: My sincere advice is to take the H4 option. You cannot even file a change of status and get it approved right now. You will have to leave the country and come back on H4 and then try your luck on H1B afterwards.
5: Do I, I cannot look for any other company now then?
1: No, okay. because neither, you're not on H1B to look into any other company. You don't have the 60 days. You're not, you're not even counted toward the H1B number, but you got kicked out because you got the H1B approved with the civic system. Now you go back to the civic system. You've been inactive for a long period of time. That's the reason I use the word called the Nagarka naggatka so I would choose the H-4 option and go ahead, go get the H-4 option when the travel ban has been lifted. Next person, please. I'll take the next three
9: callers, guys. Krish. Uh, hi, Rahul Garu. So this is a different question in uh, whatever you have been hearing. My wife, she went back to India uh, and she had an appointment on 20th of April and for H-4. Okay. And she was uh, actually she was refused. Okay, based on a case that she had in 2010. Okay, so in 2015, uh, once she came in what here, what case? Like, you know, what case is that? I mean, it was is it something. Shop, it was it was a shoplifting case, I got it. which was I got the okay. Case. So change for change is, to violation. Yeah. Change to what? It was changed to something by. Why, why, you know it was amended to three point thirty point one something like to do with the uh, community service or something like that okay in so, the
1: in the where you in the in the in the ds 160 when she filled it out yes. did she men- did she mention that
9: yes why was she denied though she should not have been okay denied. she was she, she has been refused and the case is in the administrative processing
1: that's surprising to me okay why did they explain anything why did she went for the? No, interview? in the,
9: yeah, yes. she went for okay, the interview. Keep... She was giving up, uh, you know, uh, a green color, green color letter saying that nothing at this point, waiting for administrative processing.
1: sorry, okay. waiting
9: for in eligibility waiver. Sorry. She doesn't need any eligibility waiver. She did Another have the problem like mean... when she, she yeah, uh, she had the problem when she applied for H four in 2015 hey, she had to stop. wait for. So but, uh, she had to yeah she had to wait for uh, 3 4 months okay before it was eventually approved with with a waiver code 212a uh you know which was on on her so, so there is petition.
1: really something confusing for me Krish, though for the kind of activity that you are speaking about she doesn't need a waiver unless it is something major that i don't know she doesn't need no, a waiver nothing
9: she has nothing no apart from that there is nothing she no, no. have been the, she doesn't she doesn't require yeah. a waiver period okay okay all she needs and...
1: to do is that she needs to mention that in the ds160 if she did not mention in the ds160 though that's a major okay. problem but if okay. she has mentioned in the ds160 she should have she should not require any waiver she shouldn't require she she should not be denied so something I'm not is sure, not Rahul Garu.
9: Yeah, I'm not sure about this DS 160 part. Okay, because I don't recollect. Well, what do you mean you don't you're not sure? Oh, because C field in the form, okay. So I was I'm not Oh sure.
1: come on. Now oh, I see oh, oh, why they're asking. Well, okay. I've been telling so many times. All Chinese is mentioned the DS 160. Now you're telling you don't know. Now I see okay. Dal kala hai. Okay. Here is the problem now. The reason why she's been rejected is not because what happened in 2010. The reason mm-hmm. is that she did not mention that in the DS-160. Is this okay. the first time she
9: went for stamping or she went before? Uh, see, like in 2015, she went for stamping, first time. Okay, since okay, then she did not go to India. Wait,
1: wait, okay. you're going too far. So they okay. may, I don't know in the DS-160 in 2015, she put the information. And I don't know if recently she put that information. If you don't know that she put the information or not, hmm. you need to know it. You may have to have a consultation with a lawyer. That is the problem. I'd, I was very surprised when you say the incident happened in 2010. Nobody ever gets denied for that. The reason why she got denied is not because of the incident, because she did not mentioned in the DS-160. That's okay, the only sure. thing that I can guess.
9: So you need to mm-hmm. have that information. Have a consult a lawyer. Okay, Rahul Garu. Only one concern I have, like you know, uh, after she, was, she came in in two thousand fifteen, she had but gone through a lot of renewal. If you renewal. don't, if you don't
1: know whether she put okay. it in a DS one hundred and sixty, okay. I am speaking with okay. nobody.
9: So okay. what needs to be I done, Rahul? Garu?
1: She so so I need the DS one hundred and sixty copies. And I want you and your wife to be on the phone at the same time so that we can discuss a thing. For that, you can set up a consultation. I'll give you a link at the bottom. Next sure. person, okay. please. Sure. Hey, uh, I have I seen so, so many people of that particular incident that I don't want to mention it. No, mm-hmm. nobody ever gets rejected. The only reason why they get rejected is because if it is called misrepresentation, then you don't put in a DS- DS-160, which is a major problem. Good,
10: Sarangana. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, thanks, Raghul, for uh, accepting my question. Uh, my EB3 downgrade was a normal processing, and uh, I have a kid aging out. Uh, He's just turned uh, 18 in the last December. Mm-hmm. And nice. I was anticipating my EB3 would be delayed for Y140 approval, but it was got approved in February 23, to my surprise. I was praying not to get approved, but it was approved in my days.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Did you file in October of 2020 and they yes. approved in February? Oh, come yes. on. You are the first guy who ever got the approval who doesn't deserve to be approved. Okay. Yeah. I've been listening to have... your
10: videos a couple of months. You keep saying that nobody got approved. I was like, yeah, I even thank, you, thank my you, my you for account.
1: correcting. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I need to be corrected. I, I need information from you guys. Me and you are the worst guy to get the approval. Sorry. I mean, yeah. you should not have got the approval. Okay. I so questioned my
10: attorney whether months. you really mean that you got approved and he sent. Uh, he asked me yeah, to reach an employer. Why would he, he tell me? a lie?
1: I, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> no, I thought it was a, my mistake. He was saying something and it was really approved. Okay. So so you have October, November, December, January, February, five months to deduct from your son. You're saying he's 18 something. So of course he has approximately two or three years left over. What is your priority date though? Uh,
10: it is uh, September t- 2011. Ah, we're very close by okay do you think i uh, should be worried and start
1: filing for f1 or it should not be big deal he's 18 right now though is that right 18 or 19 yes, i 18. would i i would i would wait until he is 19 and a half before i take any step of f1 for him.
10: oh okay 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 it's not uh, that so that serious will deal.
1: that most probably will be after october of 2020 after october or may uh, so after May of 2022, then I will be thinking about F1. I will not be thinking about him right now. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That's all. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that your i 40 is approved, sir. I need to know that information. I, when I make the statement, I do, but, you know, I, I need to be correct. I, I don't have 10,000 people's information. Thank you for reading. <laughs> Next person, please. Gotcha. And the last person, sorry about that.
11: Hi, uh, hi Rahul, and uh, hi, uh, ma'am for allowing me to I'll ask my question. Sure. Uh, so the, here's the thing, I'm on H1B and uh, my visa already maxed out. And my company was able to file my seventh year extension based on ac 21 rule, because they filed my perm on time. Now the thing is- Wait, last wait, year, wait, 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 wait. When no. was your perm filed? Uh, on the fifth year. I mean, last year. Date. So we received- body. Date was February 2020. And it is still pending right now? Yes, we received audit on
1: that. Okay. Sounds good. And your H1B is. Wait, wait, don't go with the question. When was your H1B six year expiring?
11: Six year already expired, sir. It's expired in March, March 3rd, I guess. Yeah,
1: this year. That is after February 2021, it expired. So they filed an extension for one year. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah.
11: So after that, uh, we received audit on my case. Of course. Okay. Uh, and they, then my employer uh, submitted all the requested document to them. And unfortunately, this year, I received a supervised recruitment on my case. Ooh, okay. Okay. So now I was going through lots of forums and came to know the success rate could be Lesser than the, than the uh, you know, uh, denial rate. original
1: perm labor. Original perm labor, yes.
11: Now, uh, I would like to explore what are the options I have in case of denial. And uh, I'll directly jump to my question, which I wanted to ask him. I'm worried about that. If in case I'll have to move back to India, can my company refile my new perm? And do we need to, uh, uh, in case of approval of that one, do I need to go for the fresh H-1B before coming back to United States or not?
1: Um, one is if it's denied, you can appeal it and then still extend the H-1B though.
11: But it takes time, right? What takes time? Uh, I mean, reappealing and my- No, my... If, if, if it's denied, you, you throw an appeal
1: immediately on the denial of the IPOM labor certification. So right mm-hmm. now you will get one year extension. Go ahead do the premium process right now. Okay? Okay. And now for the next extension, if mm-hmm. by any chance a supervised recruitment comes denied mm-hmm. you can file an appeal based on that appeal you can extend the h1b oh, for supervised
11: recruitment also we can file refile uh, this
1: if it's oh. denied if it's true. denied yeah. if it's denied supervised recruitment will take a long time for the review and all those things i want yeah. you to get the extension until february uh, until march of 2022 And in the meantime, your supervisor recruitment and all those things will go through. And probably within six months of that period, if the POM is still pending, I'm going to do one more H-1B, that'll be 2023. Right. Okay. And in the meantime, Mm -hmm. uh, the problem with the supervisor recruitment is it's not easy to just refile with the same company. That's the catch point. So I don't know if this company has a sister company you can go with. If not, can you find another company to go with? That would be a better idea rather than going with the same company though. Or if this company can hold the things to you mm-hmm. and then you join another company, file another labor certification, other I-140, you may have a better chance.
11: That's the most difficult one. But in, with the God, God's grace, if in case my perm get approved, I mean, talking about the second firm, which company will file after. Um, There's a problem with the, there is a problem with filing a
1: second firm when your first firm has a supervised recruitment. And I can't remember the whole thing right now. There's a problem. That's the reason I've been telling you to go because there is a limitation that if mm-hmm. yours is a supervised recruitment, now you are just, abun- You even if you don't abandon it, you're filing mm-hmm. another firm it is certain that it's going to get an audit. It is certain there's a good chance that it's going to go to supervised recruitment.
11: Once again. Okay.
1: Once again. That's, it's a vicious circle. And that's the reason to get out of the vicious circle. You may have to leave the company. And that's what I'm proposing to see if you have that possible. Yeah,
11: though there are 90% chances of getting, you know, second audit or second supervised audit on a new case. Uh, but what I'm looking for, if in case, with the 10% of approval chances, if I get approved, right? Approval. Do I need to file new or fresh H1B once again to come back to United States or no? Why are you leaving United States? I'm, I'm exploring all the options, sir. That's why. I have but right, to be ready. Right, no, right now, right now. No, no, not right now. No. I'm talking about uh, in case of denial, my company is not ready to, uh, you know, appeal it. Or they are saying, okay, we will refile it. Okay,
1: yeah. If you get an I-140 approval later on, though, you can come into United States uh, without subject to cap. If that's the easy question that you want to ask, can you go to India after your I-140 approval? Can you come without subject to cap? The answer is a simple one: Yes, you can. No, you're not subject to cap.
11: Okay, that's good then.
1: Thank you. Okay, sir. thank you guys. The next conference call will be tomorrow at eleven o'clock. Sorry, we couldn't uh, answer all the people